Welcome to Wicked Crime, a Massachusetts true crime podcast. In this episode, I'm getting deeper into some of the strange cryptids in Massachusetts, like Puck Wudgies and the Dover Demon, and the stories behind them. Are they easily explained? Are they hoaxes? Or do we have some unknown species wandering around our state? Let's break it down. As always, listener discretion is advised. So in this episode, I have a special guest with me. She's a science teacher, another one of my best friends, who wanted to be on one of the least creepy podcasts and also thought that it would be a good fit for the cryptid one because she knows some science and things. Yeah, hey. So yeah, if you want to introduce yourself, like your name, <laughs> that, would, that would be helpful. I just went to the awkward place right away. That's, no, it's fine. Yeah, my name's Steph and um, I'm an ecology and biology teacher, but I used to work with fish and wildlife and I studied environmental science and creature, no, I guess creatures by extension when, in college and stuff like that, so. But real creatures. But real creatures that, that exist. That are, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like you like nature and the woods and things. I love the nature. And you, and you know a lot of random facts. I am the fact master. Yeah, so this is good. So it's going to be fun. Because, like, do you do you believe in Bigfoot or sea monsters or anything? I mean, I think that there's a, a logical explanation for all of them. Fair. Which I have some of that in here. Yeah, with some of I these. think that's more, like, I don't think that we have, like, giant sea serpents that are, like, you cool, know. Cool, cool. You know, inhabiting our lakes and stuff like that. Or, I don't know. I just think that there's definitely, like, explanations for most things. Do you believe in aliens? I was, that has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about, what I was just wondering. <laughs> Um, do I believe that we are alone in the universe? Absolutely not. Okay, that's the infinite, good. The universe is absolutely infinite. There's no way that we're the only thing that's, like, existing. Do I think that there are necessarily, like, the aliens that we see in movies existing somewhere in the world, like, out in the universe? Not necessarily. Yeah, I was just but... wondering. I mean, not that it has anything to do with this, and no, I could I... talk about space forever. No, I get it. It's it's just that, and that's, it's in the same kind of realm because it's, like... Like, what do you believe in? yeah. Yeah, and again, I definitely think that there's something else out there. I don't think that we're alone. There's no way we could be alone. Right. So, do I necessarily think that another species of creature out in the universe has the capabilities to come visit us? No. Interesting. Okay, we won't get into that, but... (laughs) That could be a whole other podcast. Oh, completely. That could be four podcasts. Okay, so let's talk about cryptids in general for a second. So, technically, any animal that hasn't been proven to exist is considered a cryptid. So, like, I guess... Mermaids and unicorns are technically cryptids, but I think that there has to be a sighting of a creature to be considered a cryptid. I re- can I just tell you a really yeah. funny story about mermaids? And actually, I feel like this will go into like whether or not I believe it. Okay, <laughs> love it. <laughs> so there was that episode. It was on like the Discovery yes, Channel, and they made it, was, it no, seem real. Mermaids. I swear to God, I went to my dad after it was over. I was like, "Dad, mermaids are real." I thought it was real. I are, thought it was. Yeah. And my brother was like dying laughing because I missed the part of the beginning where it was says they, like, "This is yes. and at the beginning, the end that said this was fictional." And I was like, "It felt dad, very real." It, they're mermaids. They, I'm like, they are real. Yeah. They are real. Yeah. It was so plausible, and like now I'm like, it's possible. I mean... Anyway, I just wanted to throw yeah, that story I, there because I think... I think I had the same thing happen to yeah. me, and I was like, oh, wow, so this is real now? Okay. Yeah. Love it. So, 
I guess there's a difference between animals that like come from folklore and legends and one that's that people actually make up. Like I feel like mer- well mermaids came from like wa- like people seeing like walruses or like seals. Manatees, I think. Manatees. I think it was, was manatees it. were like the ones that they saw that they were like, "Oh my god. This isn't this This a, is a, I don't know yeah. how you can mistake Manny for a beautiful woman." Well, I mean, it I'm sure that that whole that changed over time. Yeah. Right? I don't we're not going to get into the history of yeah, mermaids. Yeah. I thought jackalopes were real. The what, the rabbits with, with the, the horns? horns? The antlers? Yeah. Are they're not real, right? No. I didn't think so. I swore to God they were real for a long time. No. Also, I thought narwhals weren't real, but I thought that they were like too cool yeah. to be real because they look so, I don't know, they look so ridiculous, but. They're the unicorns of the sea. Yes. They don't make sense. <laughs> no, they don't. Wouldn't they? I always think about they're going to hurt hurt each other. I mean, they do use it to fight each other. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you know that's like a giant, that's the their left tooth? Yeah, it's their left tooth. It's a giant tooth. It's not a horn. It's a tooth. <laughs> yeah, see, this is why you're here. I don't know these things. And I guess only males have them. Most, well, some females do, but mostly just male narwhals well, have them. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, but anyway, sorry. Wow. I learned that from a six-month-old book, or a book for a six-month-old. Oh, for like a babe, like for babe. Okay, one of the baby's books. Yeah. Were there any creatures that like your mom scared you with? Could you your kid like Polish, weird Polish creatures or things? No. Yeah, I feel like she wasn't like that. No, I'm trying to think. No, no, I don't think so. We just, she used to tell me the gypsies were going to come get me. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Uh, yeah. I, I had I a similar thing. Say that's not necessarily like. That's yeah, not a creature. No, it's not a creature. <laughs> no, but my dad, this, my dad used to just make skunk sounds for me when I would like go be coming in from like the darkness outside. He used to make little skunk sounds and I used to scream because <laughs> I, I was so scared of skunks when I was a kid. I get that. But um, I've stayed in my car and waited for skunks to move on before I've yeah. been inside. But yeah, no, not any creepy, creepy creatures that I can think of. Like, I don't, like, I was never like, there's bed, but like a monster under my bed or like the boogeyman or like any of that kind yeah. of stuff. I never was like. That's good. Okay. So since you know a lot more about science than I do, mm-hmm. like, do you think that like a Bigfoot or like an entire species of large human-like creatures could exist in the woods somewhere and us not know they exist? No. Because we would know for sure. If you asked me that question about the ocean, I would not yeah, say that. Yeah, I was going to ask yeah. you about that. No, the ocean, like the woods and the ocean, like are two very different things. I think for there to be like a big population of something that we, for us to have never seen it, I think that's a little like far-fetched. far-fetched. Because there would have to be more than one of them if they keep, if they're being spotted over these decades upon decades, there has to be enough for them to reproduce. Yes. And you'd have to, you know, and, and, and you need to have more than just like two or three of them to, you know, really keep a population going because then that gets into, you have like the genetics of them. Like you need genetic diversity in order for them to like adapt and like continue on. Yeah. So. Science. Yeah. But again, like if you ask me about the ocean, ocean is like. Yeah, because it's like 98% of it or something we haven't even Yeah, I was going to say it's, I don't remember the exact like percentages, but yeah, we've only explored like a t- very minuscule fraction of the ocean. So who, yeah. the, who knows what's going on down Yeah, but like there. in the forest over in the Pacific Northwest, there's probably not like. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Although that's like supposed to be very like a creepy place. I, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it being creepy, but I'm just. Well, I work with one of my friends at work, Adam. Mm-hmm. He said, he's like, I've been in the woods so much in my life that I've never seen anything weird. And like, just statistically, like you, he thinks he would have seen something at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, there is still a lot of forested area, but I don't feel like there's as much. I just, and yeah, I think it'd be more difficult to, more difficult to be, especially something that large. 
Yeah, because it's, it's, I think usually they're bigger than a human. Like, bigger than a human man. Yeah. Yeah, then, yeah, I would probably gonna go with a no on that one. Well, I think what happens a lot with these sightings is, like, people use their imagination to fill in the gaps. So, like, it's hard for me to believe in Bigfoot, but if you already believe in Bigfoot and you go into the woods and you see something kind of weird, you might see, oh, it's Bigfoot. Yeah. So it's like your your brain seeing what it wants to see. Yeah. And the story gets convoluted over time. So it's like, it's like one of those things where, like, oh, my, my sister's brother saw something in the woods. It's and like then... a game of telephone. Exactly. You know, like, where it's like one person says something and the story just keeps kind of changing as it progresses. And some people, I think, just want to make up a story. Yeah. To say it. So I guess Bigfoot... I didn't know this, has been spotted all over Massachusetts. Really? Yeah. But mainly the Berkshires, with reports going back to the 1700s. Interesting. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I didn't know that. So, in the Bridgewater Triangle episode, I was talking about it a bit, and there were a few reports of him out in the Hockamock Swamp area, which is big-time cryptid territory. Okay. I found a report from this summer, actually, on the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization's website. That exists. That said that a couple hikers reported some very strange guttural noises and whistling while hiking the Seven Sisters in Amherst, and none of them recognized what animal the sounds came from. Also, knocking. Knocking on trees is the big Bigfoot thing. Okay. But I feel like, I mean, they could say that's like a woodpecker. I don't know. There's lots of things that could make could that knock sound. knock on a tree. You know, it's know. also, um, I guess it's not really a knocking sound, but the sound that two trees make when they're like rubbing up against each other right. make like a really kind of weird, weird sound. sound. I, yeah, I've been in the, I've been in those, I went to, yeah, I went to college up in Amherst, so I'm like. Right, that's kind of why I put this in here. I'm like, well, Steph's definitely been in those woods. I don't think oh, she I'm ever in, heard yeah, no, I, knocking and guttural no, sounds. No, and like a lot of the creatures in general make like f- weird sounds. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's certain animals and like, like there's stuff that like I've gone out and I'm like, what the heck is that? And sometimes animals voice or like sounds are a little bit different too because like we have, like humans, right? We have different like tones and voices and stuff like that so it can be kind of the same and a little different right like something might be making a sound you just don't recognize yeah yeah but it's still like a fisher cat yeah yeah but the berkshires is big for bigfoot sightings and before like the term sasquatch and bigfoot came into play people thought it was like some wild hairy man who lived in the green mountains and they saw him from time to time and i have an excerpt from the new york times back in 1879 that they reported about this Pretty strange. Much excitement prevails among the sportsmen of this vicinity over the story that a wild man was seen on Friday by two young men while hunting in the mountains south of Williamstown. The young men described the creature as being about five feet high, resembling a man in form and movement, but covered all over in bright red hair and having a long, straggling beard with very wild eyes. When first seen, the creature sprang from behind the rocky cliff and started for the woods nearby. When mistaking it for a bear or other wild animal, One of the men fired and, it is thought, wounded it, for with fierce cries of pain and rage, it turned on its assailants, driving them before it at a high speed. They lost their guns and ammunition in their fight and dared not return for fear of encountering the strange being. There is an old story told many years ago of a strange animal frequently seen along the range of the Green Mountains resembling a man in appearance, but so wild that no one could approach it near enough to tell what it was or where it dwells. From time to time, hunting parties in the early days of the town used to go out in pursuit of it, but of late years no trace of it has been seen, and this story, told by young men who claim to have seen it, revives again the old story of the wild man of the mountains. There is talk of making up a party to go and search the creature. So, that's weird. Yeah, I'm trying to think, I was trying to think what you were talking about. Like what it could be. Yeah, like what, 
is could be a strange red haired five foot something creature. Yeah. I don't know. It reminds me of like murder in the room war when it was like an orangutan the whole time that killed the guy and they figured it out later. Not saying that there's an orangutan. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm just well. I mean, especially 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 about back then. Like, there's way less of a chance that there's we have exotic creatures running amok. I feel like in today's world, post a post Tiger King world, anything is possible. (laughs) Right. There's also an article from the North Adams transcript from 1895 that basically said over the course of three years, a bunch of people spotted this massive hairy man-like creature that stood upright and often went after people's farm animals. They decided that it was an escaped gorilla, though. And they just decided it was a gorilla, that it escaped from some circus at some point. I don't know how you just oh, jump was... right to that. Like, oh, it's a gorilla, that it escaped circus and is happily living in North Adams for three years. Could it even survive? Like, could a gorilla survive, like... Yeah, I would think. I mean, maybe. I don't think it's, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that it could survive. But I just think it's, like, a big jump to a sumo a gorilla and, escaped yeah and i mean it could be them just looking for an explanation Something to, make, to yeah. you know calm the angry be. masses instead of like, angry a but like you know, yeah like you know give it something you know tangible and kind of just be like okay we're just gonna hope this goes away kind of thing and just like calm everybody down like oh it's just a gorilla like no big deal it's, it's not, not like... some strange hairy man of species that we don't know yeah. or like could a lot of these bigfoot reports just be some like sad some like sad strange hairy man like a human yeah that just like I people also, don't like me. I'm too hairy. I don't know. And then he runs off and lives in the woods. It, no, I was gonna say that's very possible. It could also just be like I feel like back then the the spirits could have gotten to them. Not like oh my god. Not like like not ghosts. Like not ghosts. Like drinking spirits. Oh, it's like the spirits <laughs> like, got to them. No, no. I know. Just as soon as I more. said that, I was like, no, that's not what I meant. Um, they were a little drunk and they went in the woods. And yeah, maybe. Or like... Saw a bear. Yeah. Or, you know, you know, they're all the herbal herbs and stuff like that that yeah, people you know. like take and then don't know what they do to you and right. hallucinate okay. or gotcha. something like that. And it's like... You a weird the, mushroom up in the yeah. birch and You know, and it's like one of those things like, so if I tell you, right, about this thing I saw and then you go out in the woods and you're doing something similar that, oh, you see something weird that your your brain's automatically going to go there because I'm pretty sure, I know at least when you dream and stuff like that, like, everything that you dream is, like, you don't just make it up. You've seen it at some point You've seen somewhere. it at some point and, like, one of the crazy things I think about that is, like, your, fa- your brain can't, like, make, make up faces. faces. Yeah. So every face, even if you don't recognize it in the, them in your dream, you've seen them before in yeah, your that's, life. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, right? Yeah. But it's kind of a good segue into the next creature because it's kind of, it's hard to consider this a cryptid because only ever seen one time. Is it well, a Pukwudgie? Because I really want to talk about those. No, we're going to talk about Pukwudgies okay. though. It's the Dover Demon. Mm-hmm. And I think I asked you and if you've heard of that and you hadn't, right? I don't think so. Okay. So... On April 21st, 1977, 17-year-old William Bartlett would be the first person to see the creature and that would later be named the Dover Demon. He was driving on Farm Street at about 10 p.m. in Dover, Mass., when his headlights hit a stone wall where on top of it he saw a creature that had glowing eyes because of the headlights. Mm -hmm. And that's normal, but they glowed orange. The creature had no ears, mouth, or nose that he could see, had a watermelon-shaped head, and no tail, so he figured it wasn't a cat or a dog. Even though there's cats and dogs without tails yeah, like yeah. that. On top of that, 
he said that it had fingers that like gripped the stone. So it wasn't something that looked like it had hooves or paws. And he actually said it sort of looked like a child's body with a distended belly and long spindly limbs. Raccoon. <laughs> Raccoon. Well, let me get into more of it. Okay. So then two hours later, 15-year-old John Baxter saw it after he'd walked his girlfriend home in a wooded area off of Miller Hill Road, which connects to Farm Street where William Bartlett saw mm-hmm. the creature. John actually followed the thing into the woods, which is very bizarre, because why would you do that? And once he realized that it wasn't a person, he got out of there. He thought it was some classmate, I guess, which is kind of like a dig on the classmate. I don't know what that guy looked like. Eventually, he makes a drawing of the creature, and it included the strange fingers that he saw when it was standing next to a tree. So that's kind of like the weird detail in all this, is that it didn't have, like, animal-looking hands or feet or whatever you want to say. And so the next night at midnight was the last sighting where 15-year-old Abby Brabham and her boyfriend spotted the creature leaning against a tree on Springdale Avenue, which is also off of Farm Street. After that, it was never seen again. And I think the problem with the story is that it was all kids who saw this thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not like William ran over and texted John because they grew, you, you're yeah, not texting yeah. back then. But, like, there was a two-hour window between the first sighting and the second. So, like, who's to say you didn't call and tell the other one about it or something? Yeah. But they said that none of them knew each other, even though they went to the same high school. So, William Bartlett, so the first kid that mm-hmm. found it, he's actually, like, a successful painter now. And he says he wished he never said anything about it because people just constantly ask him about it and he doesn't want that to happen anymore. But he hasn't recanted what he saw or what he said about it. I mean. I know. That was no, weird. I, no, no, it definitely is weird. But, like, I definitely, like, I feel like it could be, it could have just been, like, some poor creature. Like, some poor raccoon. Something, like, with mange. Yeah, with mange. Or, like, it got into, like, some, like, weird accident or something. No. Like, I know. It's so sad I to know, think some, about. Like, that's horrible, sad. As- People think it might be a moose because of the head shape. Like, a baby moose. But a moose doesn't have little spindly fingers. No, but like I was going to say, raccoons kind of have more like hands. Yeah, they have hands. Or like a paw. And like, you know, you said it didn't have a tail, but it's like a raccoon could get its tail Yeah, that doesn't really mean anything. That poor creature could have got hit by like, got hit by a car or something like that. And it, it was just, just like, like desperate just, for help. Like, <laughs> it was just fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then those other people who saw it, it was this poor creature just like. Needing help and they're just scared of it. Well, not even needing help, but probably if maybe Something needing bad help, but like to it, like being disoriented and just like not knowing what to do or how to be. Right, but that would be so creepy. Yeah, that, that kid that creepy. went after him. In what world at midnight you gonna chase some creature? You don't. Well, you think it is you know Tommy in class so you're going after him, but it's. I would see if that happened. I would call the police and be like, I think Tommy from class is hurt. <laughs> And he it's needs dark. Help. He needs help. It's, it's dark. midnight. Go help him. He's in the woods. <laughs> yes, like I was naked because I mean I would assume. Yeah, like I would not naked. go in the woods by myself at night. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I guess the weird thing about that is, is like more than one person saw. That's why I would like lead it to believe that maybe it was just like some injured animal or something. Right, like and that. it was all in like the same time period, so it was like the same night and the next night, and then that was it. Yeah, but I was gonna say because like if it was just like one guy that saw it. Um, cause like, I remember I was camping one time and I kept waking up in the night and I kept thinking I saw eyes. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> it was like literally like the lights from like the bathroom. Right. Well, that's, like, on the I think that happens that sometimes are. though. Like when, like if you're like at night and like somewhere really dark, like your mind plays tricks on you. Yeah. And I was like with my college boyfriend at the time and I freak, I kept waking up and telling him, 
there's something watching us. Oh my god! And like, the I, middle, would, I would, I would be like, like I would, we did leave. Oh, okay. I, I freaked would... him out so bad. He freaked me out. And then I was like, I hear something scratching at the, oh at the at the tent. Well, he made the mistake. This is the thing. He made the mistake of telling me that there were bears. Oh yeah, where no, we were. We're, so, like, we're. So like, my out. brain couldn't shut off, and not stop thinking about the bears. So we literally packed up our shit at like one o'clock in the morning. And we were at the DAR State Forest, and we drove back to Amherst because he was like, I can't deal with you anymore. Because I was so, I just kept waking up, and then his brain wouldn't shut up. It was bad. Anyway. Well, it's like the same, well, it's kind of like what we're talking about, though, yeah. where, where you saw some, like, light from something, and you heard, like, a tree scratch together, and you're like, oh, there's something out there watching us. So. Exa- exactly. And that's kind of where a lot of, of these like, stories come from. What the term is. I'll think about it before the end of this. It'll come to my brain. So the guy that, like, coined the term was Lauren Coleman, who I talked about him in the Bridgewater Triangle episode. He's, like, the the father of cryptozoology. And he led, like, a search for this thing. They didn't find it, obviously. And some people actually think it's an alien. And some of the drawings, I don't have a drawing to show you right now, but it does kind of look like an alien-ish kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of these actually have really interesting art depictions. And I'm going to post them on my website at wickedxcrime.wordpress.com. Like the Dover Demon, which it it is kind of without the nose, like the nose and the eye, or the has eyes without the nose and the mouth. It is kind of alien looking with the watermelon shaped head, mm-hmm. the spindly fingers. Like, could you imagine it was an alien that? No. Well, I know could you I? can't imagine, oh. but like it's some alien that just like popped in. So it's it's strange. Yeah. So the next one isn't really a cryptid. Okay, I would say, but I don't think it sounds human. Well. Let me let me rephrase. In some cases, it might not sound human. Mm-hmm. So, have you heard of the Black Flash of Provincetown? No. Love that. So, back in 1939, it was a bunch of kids who first reported seeing the Black Flash, which they described as being eight feet tall, dressed in an all-black cape with a hood up over its head. He had flaming eyes, silver ears, and a maniacal laugh. It's usually, like, the laugh is, anytime he's spotted, he, like, laughs maniacally, which is kind of creepy. So he chased the kids home and then vanished into the dunes. Mm-hmm. So the parents didn't believe their kids because parents never believe their kids. But it changed when an adult saw it. Maria Costa, she was walking home alone one October night near the Provincetown town, town Hall. And she claimed the Black Flash jumped out of the bushes and started to chase her. She also said that he was dressed in black, tall, and had silver ears. And this time had glowing blue eyes and could move like a gazelle. She ran into a cafe and she was terrified and it sent some guys and searched the black flash up commercial street but they didn't find anything and there were other reports over the following weeks the black flash jumping out and scaring people on the street one teenager saw him at the library and said that he could spit blue flames which is probably made up well i mean the whole thing might be made up to some degree but he had a few nicknames originally like the provincetown phantom and the devil of the dunes but for some reason it was a black flash that stuck because he was black and moved fast but i think that like <laughs> devil of the dunes was way cooler yeah, way cooler so one resident, Charles Farley, claimed to have fired a shotgun at the Black Flash in his backyard, but the creature just laughed and, like, leapt over an eight-foot-tall fence. So, strange. The same thing happened to the Provincetown police when they cornered the Flash in a playground and threatened to shoot him, but he, again, he laughed and jumped over a ten-foot wall. One officer said that it looked like he was wearing a silver-painted mask, and there was definitely talk of the Flash being supernatural because police would get reports of him being seen all over town, but it would be, like, They'd see him in one spot and someone would call another spot and there'd be no way for him to get that. Point A to point B. Yeah, exactly. And so there are like only two short newspaper clippings from the Provincetown Advocate about the Black Flash. 
and I'll post the article that has them from New England Folklore on my website. But the paper made it seem like the sightings only happened for a few weeks when some accounts saw sightings into 1945. One of the last accounts was in December 1945 when some siblings were chased to their home by the Black Flash and he was pulling out their door to try and get in so they boiled some water and poured it on his head from the second floor window after which he slunk away. But like what if it was like a neighbor? See that's like what my brain was going to. They poured hot boiling water on like just some guy or maybe it was some guy with nefarious intent. Yeah. But I don't know. What my thought was is like just thinking about like multiple people like being seen in multiple places. But if you have a group of people that are all kind of like in on it. Exactly, Steph, because that is what it might be. So getting into some of the the theories as to what the Black Flash was, there was a local called 8-Ball Eddie who believed it was just some gay man who dressed up to scare locals. And he actually, he had an encounter with the Flash and he said it was definitely a man, but he did have glowing eyes and he slapped Eddie so hard he fell down and still had a mark the next day. So there's a good chance that this was real, but I doubt he was supernatural. Yeah. But the theory is, the the theory that it being some tourist who like stuck around to torment people, that's a popular one too. But it doesn't really explain the height or the weird features and abilities. Stilts. Yeah, so <laughs> police, the police chief at the time, Anthony, Anthony Tarvers, believed it was a bunch of kids playing a prank with the old, you get on my shoulders and we'll wear a long coat gag. But like, if you have a bunch of kids, like if, if you're on my shoulders, we can't scale an eight foot wall gracefully. No. We couldn't scale it without being on each other's shoulders. No. We couldn't scale a four-foot wall. No. You don't remember? Oh, you weren't. I tried to do, I jumped over, a, like, a two-foot fence. Yeah, and you I, cut your thigh open. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. I might have been there. First day of senior year. No, I just remember that. Yeah, no, it was AP physics. Yeah. <laughs> There's too much math for you for that. Yes, too much. Okay, so another police chief, Francis Marshall, later told... Ro- later told writer Robert Ellis Cahill, who wrote about the Flash, that it was four men who terrorized the town, but he refused to name them. So, like you said, it could have been multiple people just, yeah, just terrorizing kind of people, people just for yeah, like, the yeah, fun yeah. of it. And I also feel like, especially, like, if something creepy is happening to you, it's like, I, I feel like your senses are just, like, going wild anyway. So, like, the, you know, the woman, like, he's tall, like, Oh my god, he's like eight feet tall. You he know probably I mean? wasn't situ- eight feet tall. No, the I obviously I can I have no explanation for the silver ears and the well, so eyes no, and this, this and flames. This, and... this, this yeah, the splitting. <laughs> That's probably not. Well, the, I mean, sure. what I was gonna say, you no, know, that just the jumping over those those fences that I can't explain. Well, okay, so one of the more interesting theories is that the Black Flash is actually Springheeled Jack, who terrorized England in the eighteen hundreds. He is also very tall, dressed in all black with a black hood, glowing red eyes, and he could spit fire. And they called him Spring Hill Jack because he could jump unnaturally high like he had springs in his shoes. Oh. But I don't think that that was like what they thought. I just think that they just attributed that. that yeah, 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 yeah. But maybe if you have no spring in your shoe, you could yeah pop over. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And so he was last spot in London in 1904. So maybe he like came over to America and started terrorizing Provincetown. Maybe. But I'm thinking it was probably like some kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. weird prank. Yeah. But still weird. So Cape Cod also, I didn't know about this one like at all. I found this out when I was researching. Cape Cod also has the Beast of Truro. Okay. And this might be a little more easier explained. So basically in the mid 1800s, there are reports of people seeing what they believed could be a wild cat of some kind roaming around Truro in the woods. And people actually believed that maybe it was some kind of lion that escaped from a ship. 
But they also claimed it made strange sounds at night and some thought it was a hyena. And there's actually a poem by Thomas Stone and I'll read that for you. I can't wait. It's kind of, it's something else. Okay. Some vow it is a lioness boar by ships from Afric's sunny shore that places now our Cape Sands o'er, moaning for whelps most piteously. Some still a hyena whose fearful howl had shook the woods of Tonegal in a company with the fierce jackal, kind of an imperfect rhyme there, fighting the fella hideously. Some unbelievers with taunting sneer swore twas a goat, a dog, a deer, whose footsteps magnified by fear had seized the fearful hearted. But there those fearful footsteps stand embedded on Atlantic strand, and the moaning cry runs through the land as if from loved ones parted. I kind of like it, but it's also like, wow, yeah, that happened. So people went out to try and hunt it with no luck, and it wasn't until 1981 did reports of a beast resurface again. And this thing would, like, run out in front of cars on Route, route 6 at night, mm-hmm. and people said it had a long curved tail like a cat might, like, yeah. a, like a big cat. And local cats started getting mutilated, and then it was, like, livestock, and then pigs were getting mutilated or chewed on, and... Besides a few vague pog prints, no one really was sure was killing these animals. And at one point, they believed it was a pack of dogs, but no one could prove that. So I guess my question to you would be, mm-hmm. could there be like a mountain lion or something oh, for sure. on Cape Cod? For sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, no. so that's not weird? No. No, that's literally the whole time you were saying that, I was like, oh, it's probably like a mountain lion or something okay. like, like that. Like that could like... Yeah. Well, they wouldn't like naturally be there though. Would it no. have to make the... Make its way. Yeah, make but its like... Way over? So like we don't have mountain lions here now. Though people will tell you that they see them. Yeah. But there have been some mountain lions that have been found, like, out here since, like, there's no more eastern mountain lion. Okay. Like, that's not a thing anymore. The mountain lions that, that they found here are actually ones that have somehow made their way from, like, the western part of the country. Wow. Yeah. So, no, it's absolutely possible. Um, it's, again, it's not common. Wasn't there, like, a bear on... I was just going to say, didn't a bear walk over the bridge on the end of the Cape? Yeah. Yeah. Like, in the middle of the night, and they had, a, yeah. like, a video of it? I don't remember that. I just, I was gonna say, but I thought that there was, like, a bear on like the... years like, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, it's totally possible for a big cat like that to get over there. Yeah, so, more possible also, for that than it to come off a ship from Africa. Yeah, I would say that. <laughs> yeah, it's I would so bizarre. I would definitely think that, from what it sounds like, especially if it was, a, like, a long tail, or, like, sometimes people, they, um, like, bobcats and stuff like that. But bobcats don't have tails, do they? No, but when they run, their back leg kind of, like, extends really far, and it can, oh, like, look, look like a tail. Yeah, it looks kind of like a tail. If, well, of course, it's, remember, like, most of the time these people are seeing stuff, it's, like, in the dark. In the dark middle of the night, running in front of your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you see something, and they're, you know, something running by fast. There's no reason. Not that. That's not, yeah, that's not that. Not that exciting. That. It's probably no. a mountain lion that It's probably, wandered. yeah, mountain lion. It's probably, yeah. um, some. Not or. A, it's not a hyena or a. No. wild african lion that no i swam would swam ashore i would i mean anything's possible but right but is it is it i mean that yeah it, interesting yeah maybe it was a bobcat maybe it was bobcat bobcats are native here yeah well plus what when did you say what year was that so the first one was in like the 1800s and then yeah, 1981 was it two more reports came out again yeah i forget when the eastern mountain lions were like extinct in this like we didn't have them anymore but, hmm. Yeah, no, but that's totally interesting. So now we're going to group together Thunderbirds and Puckwedgies because they're both Wampignoag myths. I love it. So I know that you've heard of Thunderbirds because of hockey. Yes. 
Yes. Why did the Springfield Falcons like turn into the Thunderbirds? Was it did someone buy them? Yes, yeah, someone bought them and, and then they changed, changed the, name. the name. So I think I'm trying to remember exactly. Not that it matters. This is not a hockey. <laughs> you know, it's but not anyway, a hockey but it was just like yeah, no, no. Like they were selling the team and they wanted to keep it in Springfield, and it was bas- It's basically just like a rebrand. Yeah. Of the whole thing because like they're it's the same. The mascot thing. is still like a bird. look kind of the yeah. same. Like yeah, he's still that's true. though he he was Screech and now he's Boomer. Kind of a dumb name for a because uh, he's a thunder a, a thunderbird. I know, but and it's, it's it a legendary. Boom. It's a it's a legendary uh, mythical creature. You'd think it would be something cooler than that, but no, whatever. So I talked a little bit about Thunderbirds in the Bridgewater Triangle episode, and how the most well known sighting was from a police officer in 1971 who saw one near the Hockamock Swamp. Mm-hmm. No one believed him. But he always stuck to the story. So Thunderbirds are said to be these massive birds, like big enough to pick up a whale in its talons. So Whoa. that's a big, that's a big bird. Well, I guess it depends on what kind of whale. True. And they were <laughs> like powerful supernatural beings. Their abilities were sometimes changed throughout different Native American legends. But in the Algonquin legends, Thunderbirds helped create the human race and defend the upper world where we are from this giant serpent below that it throws lightning at. So it's a Zapdos. Yeah, I don't know Pokemon. Is it Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Pokemon. Just kidding. Probably. Um, and they were said to have like very colorful feathers, and their wings made the sound of thunder when they clapped together. Hence the name. And they lived up in the clouds or mountains, and they brought rain, which was sometimes seen as good or bad depending on the circumstance. So if you needed rain for the crops, it was mm-hmm. good. If it destroyed things, it was bad. And there really aren't that many sightings of thunderbirds. And I honestly feel like if for whatever reason someone saw like a massive condor around here. They could say it was a thunderbird because they're they're the biggest birds yeah. in the world. I mean, well, they wouldn't be here. No, but, but they have like a ten foot wingspan. I think there's something that's bigger. Bigger. Well, I is looked it, it up. Is it albatross? Oh, those are big. Maybe that's I don't what I'm remember how of. big. But I looked it up, and the biggest bird to have ever existed was the giant pterodactyl, and it went extinct six million years ago, and it had a wingspan between twenty three and thirty feet. I feel like that would be Thunderbird well, status. Yeah. Back to the whole reality of the cryptids thing. Could a bird even near that big be living somewhere we don't know? Probably not. Probably not. Especially around here. Right. The thing about, like, Massachusetts, even, like, the Berkshires and stuff like that, like... We're not that big. We're not that big. And the mountains, like, our mountains are not, like... Giant that, mountains. No. No, no, no. Like, you go, like hills. Yeah. Well, not hills, but, but they're not anything... No, like, compared to the Rockies, like, they're, oh, yeah. you know, they're... There's not some, like, giant, crazy, massive bird nesting in a in a mountain somewhere that no one's ever going to see it anyway. Yeah, or, like, or, I'm going to say the Himalayans, like, those are... There could be a giant bird there. Yeah. Because I was watching something, and it was showing, like, the biggest bird in the world, and it's some kind of condor, and it's the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my birds life. Birds are weird. I love birds. I No, I love birds, too. But, but they like, are weird. They are, like, if you ever stop and, like, really look at a bird. Yeah, weird. They're weird. They're little yeah. dinosaurs. They're little happy dinosaurs. Well, that's what, I mean, it kind of almost sounds like this, the, the Terratorn, which I don't, I guess they're not putting that in the category of, like, a, oh, my God, what's the flying dinosaur? Can't think of it. Pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. It took like, me a second. I was like, <laughs> my brain one? was, like, going, what? But I guess something like a pterodactyl could be, like, Thunderbird, like a Thunderbird. Not yeah. saying that the Native Americans, they were still around when the Americans were here, but... Yeah. I don't know. My What year did that happen again? Did that... He saw it? Um, or, I know it was 1971 like... 1971 in the Hockamock Swamp, which is where a lot of weird shit they see. I don't know. My other thought was that, like, I was thinking hang gliders. 
God, not imagine, hang gliders, but like sad that would be like you like, saw a hang no, glider. Like, not like that exactly, but you know, like I think back to like the, the but I guess that was probably before like the old old school like like old plane. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, not in 1971, but but also when you live near a place like the Hockamock Swamp, where I talked about it in the other episode, but somewhere that's so creepy and haunted, such a reputation, like you might see something weird and be like, "Yeah, there's Thunderbird." Yeah, and it was just a or he was mm-hmm. tripping. Did I mean police officer? Well. You never know, right? <laughs> That's like my answer to most things must have been tripping. Right? Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, it was drugs. They ate a weird mushroom. It's fine. They ate a weird mushroom in the swamp. It's the answer to most things. So now we're going to talk about puck wedgies. I can't wait. Which are also from... I really from... don't know a lot about puck wedgies, but I just love their name so much. So they're also from the Wampanoag legend, and they're magical little trolls. So I feel love like it. you would like that. I would love little trolls. But they're not nice. Well... Well, we're going to end it. So their name actually means person of the wilderness. Okay. That's good. Which sounds better to, than Pukwudgie to me. No, I love I love Pukwudgie. I think it's so precious. For, I think it's so dumb. Why? Pukwudgie? I think it's cute. Okay. So they're usually said to be between two and three feet tall, and they have human-like bodies, but enlarged ears, fingers, and noses. So like, like they're a, hobbits. Like a troll. Yeah, like a hobbit. Their skin is like a smooth sort of gray color, and Ooh. it can glow. And they have all sorts of magical abilities. They can turn to animals. They can turn to balls of light. They can create fire, kill people with poison arrows, and they control the spirits of Native Americans in the form of little lights that they apparently use to lure people into the forest like a willow of a wisp. And they're known to push people off cliffs to their death. Cool. So they're not very nice. And it's said that they were once helpful to humans, but eventually turned on them. And they're also said to show up in paranormal areas like here in Mass. They're primarily seen in the Freetown Fall River State Forest located inside the Bridgewater Triangle. But the legends about them are found all over the country, which is interesting because the stories of them begin with the creation of the giant Mashop, when he learned that the Pukwudgie started tormenting the Wampignoig, so he started to fling them away from Massachusetts to fix the problem, but that, like, pissed them off because a lot of them were killed during the process, and they just made their way back here anyway. It's possible that the Pukwudgies, they killed Mashop because he tried to destroy them after they all lured his five sons into the grass and killed them with their arrows. And in an article from Massachusetts Paranormal Crossroads, which was formerly posted by Spooky South Coast, it talks about how Pukwudgies become to be seen as more and more evil over time. Like, there's a correlation between the Native Americans being converted to Christianity and Pukwudgies were, like, seen as, like, something from the devil. So it's like they almost got more evil over time because Mm -hmm. of being converted to Christianity. Just kind of... Strange. Mm-hmm. They're also the oldest mythical creature in North America. Interesting. And there have been Pukwudgie sightings for decades, and a lot of them happen to be in that Freetown Fall River State Forest. A lot of people report seeing strange lights in the forest, like floating orbs, and it's believed that Pukwudgies can turn into orbs of light. And there's also this famous ledge called the Asanet Ledge, and people fall off it. They jump to their death. Usually they're, they feel like they're compelled to jump off. And the whole thing is the puck wedgies have been blamed for pushing people off it. That's so creepy. Um, there was a woman named Joan who encountered a puck wedgie while she was walking her dog. And here's a quote from New England folklore about what she saw. She described him as looking like a troll, two feet high with pale gray skin in his arms and on top of his head. His torso made up the majority of his body and he had very short legs. His eyes were deep green and he had large lips and a long, almost canine nose. And she stared at the creature, and it stared back for a while, and then her dog dragged her away. And apparently in the years that followed, she would see it peeking through her bedroom window at night. 
No. <laughs> but then when she moved away, it stopped. No. So don't worry about nightmares it. nightmares tonight now. You're going to be fine. Wedgies They're haunting my soul. Maybe they'll like you. You like nature. I, they do. So in Framingham, there was a man named Tom who saw a puck wedgie twice. The first time he was walking around a forest and he followed a glowing orb, as you do, and there was a puck wedgie waiting for him at the end. And he said that the creature had a wolf-like nose and walked upright with a bit of a limp like a human might. And then he ran into the trees moaning. The second time, a few years later, he was in his car near a wooded area. And in the trees, he saw the same creature. And then his car radio started going crazy. And so other people have said they've been scratched by puck wedgies, which I guess makes sense because they're not supposed to like like us. So it might attack you. One of the most... I like this one. You'll, I think you're going to think this is funny. Yeah. Well... I shouldn't say it's funny because this man thinks it's very real, but one of the most popular sightings is from the Bridgewater Triangle again, and it's unknown if this is a puck wedgie or like a little, a little foot, a, a young big foot. Okay. I don't know what you'd call him, a little foot. A baby foot. A baby foot. Small foot. So Bill Russo, um, he has an entire blog about his encounter with this thing, and I'll put that on my website if you want to go look at it. And he talks about he was walking his dog, Sammy, in, Ray, in Rainham near the Hockamock Swamp, which is big-time Pugwudgie territory, and Wampignoag territory. And suddenly his dog started growling and getting upset, and she was, like, half Rottweiler, half Shepherd. So, like, not a small, scared little dog. Yeah. And he hears this weird voice calling out to him in this high-pitched tone, and it was saying, Kier, kier, iwa chu, kier, 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 iwa chu, chu, iwa chu. So he thought it was just this like small little person. Yeah. And he thought it was a kid in a costume, but he got close and realized it wasn't. And here's a quote from Bill himself. I looked closer. It was no kid. About three or four feet tall. It was covered in fur and had a kind of chipmunky face. A fairly expansive pot belly gave it a look of old age. And he realized that he probably shouldn't get any closer. And since his dog was so freaked out, he got out of there. Do you think that Kier Iwachu sounds like anything? No. So he thought it was like, come here, we want you. Kier, uh, Iwachu. I think that's kind of a bold statement. I mean, maybe. Kier, Kier, Iwachu. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, but no, I wouldn't. It didn't. It just sounds <laughs> didn't, like gibberish. Didn't, didn't ring a bell to you. The Kier, Kier, Iwachu. Strange. Yeah. So was it a puck wedgie? Was it a little Bigfoot? Was it absolutely nothing? I don't know. In the documentary I watched about the Bridgewater Triangle, they interviewed him and he is like, this happened to me. I saw this thing. He was very passionate about it. I feel like people uh, who are, like, really into this stuff are, like, very, very into, it. into it. Very into it. That's why, like, we might, like, I don't know how many Bigfoot enthusiasts listen to my podcast, but they might not like some of our big, Bigfoot talk at the beginning. Well. Because they're very, like, they believe it. Hardcore. I, I mean, if they can, I guess I've never looked in, I've never specifically looked in too, I know. I really it, like, haven't too much. So, either. I mean... Any Bigfoot enthusiasts who want to explain their side of to me, I'm more than willing to listen. Okay, love that. So I saved this last one for you, which is the Gloucester Sea Serpent, which I thought you might have heard of because you went, you used to go diving in Gloucester, yeah. right? Yeah. I guess according to my friend Grace, who she has family live in Gloucester, there's a museum for it there somewhere. Oh. Which I'm like, that's cool. I didn't really, see, it's funny, whenever I went to Gloucester, I did like, I went diving and I went to... Get clam chowder. That's fair. That's, like, usually what we do when we go I'd there. I probably also want to get clam chowder. It's really good. So, like, sea monsters, to me, are more believable than, like, giant birds and puck wedgies. Yes. For sure. 
Because isn't there like a lot of evidence that there was giant sea creatures or like there is like a like a giant squid or like a it's a megalodon? Is that real? The giant shark? I don't know. Is it megalodon? Is that the name? I think so. I mean, there. I, yes. I was the megalodon that was real? Yes. I think there was one. I'm trying to remember what if that was the name or if it was something else. I always make my kids watch this, um, the whale evolution one. This whale evolution video. I think that's a megalodon or something like that. Because I've definitely heard that, like, oh, there's a giant squid somewhere. Oh, yeah, there's definitely giant squids. They found them. They, like, surface up in Japan. But they, I think the whole thing was that they never saw one alive. They okay. would, like, pull it up, like, after, like, it was dead already. I think, I think now they've seen it. They've got it on video, like, in its... Living like its swimming, life. swimming. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah, for, like, a really long time, they would just go get these, like, the dead carcasses of these... But at least you have a carcass to go yeah. off of, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. at least proven something. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I definitely think sea creatures are way, 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 way more plausible than any land creature. Yeah, than, like, a giant 30-foot wingspan bird. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, the Gloucester Sea Serpent was first spotted in 1638 off the coast of Cape Ann in Rockport by a traveler named John Jocelyn, and he wrote, They told me of a sea serpent or snake that lay coiled up like a cable upon a rock at Cape Ann. A boat passed by with two English on board and two Indians. They would have shot the serpent, but the Indians dissuaded them, saying that if he was not killed outright, they would be in danger of their lives. Did they say how big it was supposed to be? So... Yeah, we're going to get into that. Okay, I'm sorry, so, I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, no, because it kind of changes a little bit. It's kind of funny when it's, like, things that involve Native Americans, because it's almost like they know about things that, like, the other people didn't know. So they probably knew, that, like, if there is a sea serpent, they probably knew about it. Like, yeah. they said, oh, don't shoot at it, it'll kill us if you, if you miss. So the thing about the sea serpent is it disappears from record until 1817. So this, the first sighting that we hear about, 1638, and then nothing until 1817 when it's spotted in Gloucester Harbor multiple times, and it's usually described the same way. So it's between 60 and 100 feet long, sometimes Whoa. longer. Okay. Sometimes longer. It has a serpent-like head, but the head is the size of a horse's head. It's very dark in color, almost black, and it has humps, which they later describe being keg-shaped, so I guess it's like, you know, like the squiggly, <laughs> describe it, like, like half of it's submerged, half of it's in water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if you can picture that and all these fishermen seeing this thing have no idea what it is because they've never seen anything like it before which i think is sort of significant because here's like guys of the sea yeah who have never seen anything like it and these sightings went up and down the coast so some off boston some up into maine some down into connecticut in 1818 captain weber and his crew spotted the sea serpent near cape ann and actually tried shooting at it which i don't know why that's always everyone's default to try and kill it because it's hurting you well, if you want to prove that it's real and yeah. catch it. But it, like, didn't take any damage. And other people have tried to shoot at it or harpoon it during this time, and it nothing, they couldn't. And the New England Linnean Society was very interested in the serpent, and in 1817 they believed they got their hands on a baby serpent and even named the thing Scoliopus Atlanticus, but it turned out to be a black snake covered in tumors. <laughs> so not a, not a baby sea serpent. So once the papers started writing about it, a lot of tourists flooded to the area to see the serpent and people started looking up and down the coast to try and find its eggs. There was even a reward to try and capture it. At one point, it showed up near a beach and hung out there for a while and hundreds of people claimed to have seen it. This allegedly happened at both Windmill Point and Hull Mass and also up in Maine. Was so, did you say it was at Hull? Hull. Okay. 
It's like I looked it up on Google Maps and it's... I, no, I've been to Hull. Okay, no, well, no, I, no, I just, I just, I just wanted to confirm that that's yeah. what you said. I, I didn't know it was so like, this place is like it's almost like an island, Hull or whatever this point is. This okay, this yeah, 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 yeah. point. It's like slap in the middle, like like right off the mm-hmm. the shore. It's kind of cool looking. So this is a quote from the Boston Globe from 1877. That shiny sea serpent, which has been such a terror along the New England coast during the past few years, has made a debut in Nanhant waters this season. He was seen on Monday and again this morning, and the circumstances of his presence are given in such detail by astonished beholders that there is a general credence given to the statement that an unusual and prodigious serpentine monster is displaying himself in the waters of Massachusetts Bay. And he was seen so much that, like, they kind of stopped reporting about it because they got, like, tired. Because it didn't do anything cool. But they said, like, it what did it say at the beginning? Like, they called it some, like... The shiny sea serpent? No, 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 no. Like, that it was, like, like a bad thing. What? No. What? It, oh. The... Has been such a terror along yeah. the... New, I think it's just, like... That's what I mean. I trying like, to make it sound... sound. Yeah, I was gonna say, what did cooler it... Did, I'm like, it did it do anything to anybody? It, I don't think it did. It sounds like this thing would, like, pop up. Kind of... Yeah. Boop, 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 around. Then, like, go just on go? its way. That's why I was just wondering, because I, like, the terror part. I'm like, what is it doing? That it was... I think it just, like, chased some seals. I read that, that it, like, chased some seals. The only thing to me that seems crazy is, like, how big it is. Like, that it's a hundred feet long. I can't even, like, I mean, I can't picture that. Like, that's big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's big. Right? Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like... Well, 60 to 100, but that's also, like, people who are seeing this thing from afar. Like, I don't know if I... I mean, it kind of makes it sound like some people got close to it and both and stuff, but I don't know how close. Yeah, but I just feel like, okay, like, my... This... I'm just trying to think of something, like, to compare it to. But that's just, like, that just to me is, like, really... That's really big. How big? Was well, it I don't fat? know how... I think it was just, like, a giant snake. Like, was it, like, a skinny... Like, a skinny snake? I don't or think like... we had a diameter or well, circumference. Well, see, this is, this is my... This is my question, right? Is because if something's that long... Like, is it also wide? Wide enough to live, right? I don't, well, I don't know if that necessarily (laughs) has anything. I don't know. I just, I'm just trying to like, I guess I'm just trying to picture it in my mind. Mm. And I'm just like wondering, because if it's like, uh, regular snakes are not that. Right. Like wide necessarily. Well, I'm like, unless you have like a anaconda or anaconda. Well, right. Well, if you're thinking how like a python. An anaconda is what, like 30 feet? Yeah, I think something like that. They can get that. But I mean, they're pretty thick yeah but then again i well, think what like, you're saying is even ball pythons are like when they get big or like pythons when they get big they get like fat right so i guess the longer the serpent the bigger the body yeah you're getting at yeah because otherwise it's just like a giant shoestring yeah it's a weird little sea noodle <laughs> right <laughs> poking its head out it's like a worm one giant spaghetti a sea spaghetti a sea spaghetti so between 1817 and 1819 were the highest number of sightings, and it kind of died out after that. It was seen again in 1924 in Maine by three fishermen, then again in 1931 by Captain Ray Martin in Gloucester, and then again twice in 1964. And in 1970, thousands of people showed up to Gloucester where they believed a strange creature washed up on shore, but it was determined it was just a basking shark. Okay. But like thousands of people showed up to look at this thing, and it was a damn shark. But Obviously, basking... it wasn't the sea serpent that we're talking about here, because I don't think... But I don't think basking sharks are very common up here. Okay. I know you, I can't even picture one. Let me see if I can pull one up for you. Just so you can get a visual. But they're not, like, long like that. 
Yeah, well, there's a few theories as to what it might have been besides a giant snake thing. So Elizabeth Fama from Tor.com thinks that it could have been a whale that got like all tied up with like barrels and debris and stuff. And so its shape looked weird. But like, wait, I was thinking before, but like whales are like, they're not lump- shaped like that. No, I was gonna say they're lumpy to begin with. Well, at least like, like certain whales are kind of like lumpy to begin with, especially the whales that we tend to have out here. They are big. Right. But that's why I was wondering. Cause like a whale and a snake are two like very yeah. different well, I guess it, like it's because some people described it as like it looked like it was barrels. Oh yeah, okay. I that's what I thought it was. Yeah, just basking sharks. You know, they got like big giant, funny noses. Yeah, they, they have like pointed nose and their mouths are really big and they have all like the gill things inside of them. Yeah, I don't I, think that's I what I don't thought. remember what they're exactly called. I'm gonna call them gill things because that's okay. You're you're certified. You can say that. So, but I think because sometimes some of the descriptions of the Gloucester sea serpent. It said that it was, like, casks or, like, barrels. Like, it described it as, like, that was the shape of it. And so yeah. it's like, well, could this have been a whale all tied up with a bunch of shit on it? Yeah. And when it went by, it looked like all these barrels were, like, humps of a sea creature. Okay, but, yeah. Which I guess it could be, which I... That's an okay theory, but you'd have to be, like, really far from it or just really not see see it as much as you thought you on saw mushrooms. it. mushrooms. I know, they're high again. Sorry. Eating the moldy bread on their ship. Yes! Maybe scurvy. I wonder if that's a symptom. I wonder if hallucinations is a. Pro- I mean, of probably. Scurvy. But I mean, at one point you had all these people, like hundreds of people, see the yeah, thing yeah, yeah. on the beach. So like so it's that's weird too. It's definitely something. Something. Someone also said Joe Nickel. He has an article on skepticalinquire.org where he thinks it was like a pod of narwhals that like were swimming together, and someone's seen that before. They thought it was some like serpentine oh, creature. Maybe. But that I don't know if I like that theory just because it's like. I don't know. It just, I, don't, I don't know how you would get the whole head poking out. Same thing with the whale. I don't know how you'd get this head poking out, but at least with the whale, if it was like a bunch of piles of debris. Yeah. That I could see as opposed to like a narwhal and all the little, their teeth apparently but not sticking all out. narwhals have, have teeth. Teeth. They don't all have a Can't giant that's left. their tooth. It's a giant, it's a left tooth. Wow. Yeah. I love learning things. Could it have been a sea serpent, you think? Or do you think it was oh, just... I- I mean, it could be, it could, it could be. So you're more, like, out of everything, of all, all of it, oh. aliens included, sea serpent is... Sea serpent, I could, yeah, anything that, anything... Of the sea. I don't dis, for the most part, I don't discount anything in the ocean. Love that. Because, okay. like, honestly, like, there's, like, there's, there's... There's shit, a lot going on there's in there. There's a lot, there's stuff in there that we have no clue. Like... Maybe there's mermaids down there. There freaking better be. Let me After, tell you. Yeah, trust me. Same thing. Like I said, same thing. Oh my god, I was so convinced. So I guess there is part of me that like wants all this to be true. Yeah, so maybe because... it's just because of that. I maybe that made me more skeptical. Mm. But yeah, so these are had. these are our cryptids. Do I think that some of them exist? I don't. I don't know. I'm not a big cryptid person. I'm more of like a ghost person. Like I believe oh in ghosts. I know that's not really your deal either. <laughs> but like. I feel like there's a lot more room for error with cryptids because it's we've talked about this whole this whole episode is like stories and like I heard it from this person and like oh I I like Bigfoot and I heard a Bigfoot knocking in the woods so it's a lot of room for error and I I still can't think of that phrase that I want to say but it's like the power it's like the power of like um like suggestion yeah the power of suggestion like if someone just says like oh like. Well, it's like if, okay, so if you went out into the woods and I said, oh, these woods are haunted and the spirit of this 
of creepy, creepy Jim. I don't know. Creepy Jim's out here and you can still hear his hook on the tree branch. Oh, and yeah. If you you're going to hear the hook on the tree branch. Well, it's just like I said before with the bear. He just said that there were bears. So you were like, oh, there's so a bear. I, there's a bear. I'm going to yeah. get eaten by a bear tonight. So yeah, it's that the power of suggestion. Like you can just kind of, it, it, once it's in your brain, like once you have an idea in your head, it's way more plausible that your brain's going to kind of go there. Right. Then, then not. Yeah. Is there any paranormal thing you believe in? I feel like there's not. I feel like it's not really I, your you thing. You said paranormal and I was like, I don't know any paranormal things. Like ghosts or aliens or creatures or uh, I don't know. Well, I already said what I thought about puck, aliens. Puck wedgies. Ghosts? I don't know. Yeah, it's, I know it's not really your, like, that's not the thing. I think it's also just, like, too creepy and weird for you. Yeah, I don't get too, I don't think, I can't think you about can't it too think much. You can't think about it too much. But, like, do I kind of wish that, like, happy ghosts? Yeah, happy ghosts. Yeah, be yeah good. like, I like the idea, I like the idea happy that- Happy ghosts, no demon. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love the idea that there are, like, people, they're kind of, like, checking in, like, seeing that right. everything. Like, like that, I that like that. kind of thing. Like, I like that idea, but to think about, like, the- There's cre- a, there's a scary ghost haunting your house. Yeah, Absolutely not. No. Uh uh-uh. yeah, no, I don't, blame don't you. can't. Well, I see. I used to watch the X uh, the X Files. And really? Stuff. Yeah, but I had to stop because it's I used to watch you. it. No, I used to watch it before bed, oh, and yeah. then I was getting abducted by aliens in my dreams every night. So oh. I had to stop. Again, the power of suggestion, right? And my brain, and like the way my brain works, is that whatever I'm like watching or doing, like right before bed, I will have like the most insane dreams. Like one time where I was watching Fargo, and I was. That night I got stabbed and it was like blood everywhere and it was bad and I was like I can't ever. Got a good imagination, I guess. Apparently, I can't harness it for anything, but but no, I definitely think some of these things like I wish they'd be real. Right, like I mean, I that's I always think that like I I want to like I believe in all that kind of stuff to an extent. Would it be cool if like mermaids are real? Of course. Yeah. Would people mess it up somehow? Of course. Yeah. Just like the sea serpent, everyone starts shooting at it. Come on, let them live. Our go-to, apparently. Yeah, that's why if aliens ever come here and we start attacking them, we're screwed. Yeah. They I had s- the intelligence to get here. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I definitely think there's something else out there. I just don't think that they have the intent. I think they're like the same place that we're at. Yeah. But just in a different galaxy. We can't even get out of our gravitational circle. Like, no one's gone past our, yeah. like, the moon. Yeah. As a person hasn't gone past the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but no, there's no, like, dragons or, like... I wish there was. I know, I know. That'd be so cool. It'd be so cool. But I think part of the thing about dragons and like the, all that mythical stuff is just like something fun to right, like it's to imagine. Like it's like a diff, like you. And I think that's why people gravitate towards like this kind of stuff and like fantasy books and stuff like that is because it's fun to imagine. Well, because you know we do. Oh yeah, we love yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, like, so it's but it's fun to like imagine a different kind of world than the one that we live in. Yes, and. Just gives your mind like an escape, so I think that's yeah. Kind I'd of rather like... be thinking about like Thunderbirds and Puckwudgies than like COVID. Yeah, no, for sure. It's like you don't want to think about the crazy shit that's going on in real life. Yeah, you'd rather think about hunting, looking for Knox in the woods and the Berkshires for a Bigfoot. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that'd be scared if I saw. I don't like being yeah. in the woods in the dark. It's not oh, one of my. Not. It's not one of my favorite things. So I have not. done it many times because I used to go camping a lot and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's scary. The woods kind of scare me sometimes. They are, uh, but again, it's like, is your mind goes, your imagination, your mind goes a little wild. Very true. Bears. Especially in the dark. Yeah. Dark. And then it's, again, it's like you hear a sound and it's like. Oh, it's a demon. It's, it's the Dover demon. We're getting oh out of here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's so many things like, um, 
being up like in the mountain or up in like northern Vermont and stuff like that, where it's like there's no there's nothing there. Like you can see the whole Milky Way, which is cool band. It's so cool, but you're just like there's nothing there. Yeah. So it's like you hear all the cre- all the the nature, all the things. All the things. And this, I feel like it's funny because you hear a sound at, like, in the daytime, be like, eh, whatever, and then you hear that same sound at night, and it sounds infinitely creepier. Yeah. Well, it's, I guess it's part of being a human. Yeah. Like yeah. our, like our ancient fight or flight instincts, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's cryptid. So, thank you for listening. Thank you, Steph. Yeah, For doing thanks. this episode with me. I loved it. Yeah, this is great. Fulfilling my, my, my dream of being on a podcast. I just hope that you don't, like... Dream of Pukwudgies. I'm definitely going to dream of Pukwudgies. It'll be like an addendum to this this um this episode later if I have a dream. A bonus episode. Um, Steph's Pukwudgie dreams. (laughs) Steph's Pukwudgie dreams. So you can find all my sources at my website, wickedxcrime.wordpress.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook if you search Wicked Crime, and on Twitter at Wicked underscore Crime. Um, thanks for your patience. We were waiting to figure out this episode because sometimes it's not easy. Getting these worked out because like just time of year is just a mess and like you have a schedule and I have a schedule it's just I forgot why we didn't meet up last week anyway what was it was there a holiday no it's not a holiday see I'm all screwed up um, oh it was snowing snow yeah it was gonna snow so like that didn't work out so just yeah. it's it's hard yeah it, making things work sometimes yeah, yeah, and yeah. also Steph has a six-month-old baby oh six months old she's six months old right? almost seven almost seven so that's like a difficult too yeah she so, would have loved to have been on too, but yeah, she she has opinions, but she has opinions. She also is like grumpy and sleeping at this time of night. So, is there anything else you want to add to the fails? Your final thought? No, I'm just kidding. My, we already kind of we kind of my final thought. Kind of talked. The about ocean already, holds the key to all the cryptids. Love that. That's that my shirt. <laughs> that's if there to me if there's gonna be any sort of cryptid kind of thing, it's the ocean. The ocean is where it all ocean. is. Ocean. You what could, if the aliens come out of the ocean? What do we do then? Do you want to know something really weird that I just re- uh, heard about the other day? I, yes. About, you know how, like, you've, we've always learned that it's, like, this has, like, nothing to do with anything, I guess. But I guess it kind of does. I don't know. We can make it spin it anyway. But that, like, the, we don't actually know, like, what's inside the earth. I think, I did I send you a TikTok about that? Maybe it was you that sent yeah, me that TikTok. Yeah. And it, I was, like... They just guess that there's like mantle and core and everything, but they don't actually know for sure. And they, they don't know what it's like. Them. They don't know what it's like made up of and made of and stuff like that. There's a giant creature inside. Maybe. Can you imagine? It's just that's, that's where the serpent is, where the thunderbird shooting the lightning at. Yeah. It. Oh my god. Maybe they knew. Maybe the Wampic know it. They know. I yeah no, but I definitely like you were talking about before too. Like I definitely think like the Native Americans and stuff like that definitely have like way more like connection to oh, yeah. like the earth and stuff like that. So. Puckwudgies, man. Puckwudgies. Puckwudgies. I don't know what the... I'm trying... I was trying to think what you were talking about, Puckwudgies. Like, I'm like, what could it have been? Like, if it wasn't... I don't know. Maybe it's Puckwudgies. Maybe it's Puckwudgies. Maybe you'll see one one day. Hope not. I will die. I feel like you'd be really upset. Listen, I have no problem talking about this stuff, but if I was to see one of these things, I'd probably, like, throw up and poop my pants at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, that alone, just like, don't bother Steph. You don't want that. (laughs) Mm Mm-mm. And I'd probably never go into the woods again, and I'd probably be sad. Yeah. So my theme song is by your favorite musician and mine, Kevin McLeod. So as always, take care of yourself. Look after yourself. Enjoy this weird COVID Christmas as best you can if that's what you're celebrating this week. Drink a lot of water and I'll see you in the next episode. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Bye. Bye.